of the biggest and most important things to recognize is that, you know, you're dealing with people. And if you can put at the center of it, humanizing um, the conversation, and uh, that's, that's a really great way to create connection. Uh, when you're sharing stories and you're empathizing, uh, you can't do it without being empathetic and, and being vulnerable to a certain degree. This is Outside Sales Talk, the best podcast for outside salespeople. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and we're here to chat with the world's top sales experts so that you can get their best sales tactics to level up your game. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I have Julia Andrews with us, and she's going to talk about the art of feminine selling. Julia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So by way of introduction, Julia is the Pacific Northwest Regional President for the National Association of Women Sales Professionals. She's also the founder of Connect to Close and the creator of The Art of Feminine Selling. Julia is also a performance coach who's sold over $215 million in sales, you know, approaching a quarter of a billion. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> And, and yes. bring, that's a that's that's a billion with a big B, um, <laughs> yeah. and brings her corporate financial services expertise into her process. So, uh, well, let's get started. Uh, Julio, first, what do you think is the essence of sales? Well, I love that question because a lot of people think that it's not what I'm about to say. <laughs> not that I want to be a contrarian, but. I personally think that sales is serving. Um, I really think that if you put your customer at the center stage and you really wanna make a difference, either transforming uh, with products and services, helping organizations, that's at the core what, what sales is. And sales it enables you to be able to do that. So. Absolutely. Well, I love that answer. And, and, and tell, us, uh, tell us about selling as convincing others versus selling as a genuine desire to serve others? When I hear, you know, convincing, it's kind of triggering for me, but I, the first thing that comes to mind is, are you relationship, like relationship oriented? Um, are you thinking long-term and the long game, or are you transactional oriented and looking for the quick win? And if you're looking at it from a, you know, aligning products and service, uh, being uh, the, the person that's going to help your, your customer, your potential clients achieve what they want, um, you're, you don't, there's no need to convince. There's no need to go into that area. I mean, I, I, we have to understand that, you know, there's competition. And what three things that you really have to be proficient in, I believe, as my mentor tells me, you know, you really have to be persuasive. You really have to be compelling and you, you, you want to be influencing. There's a quote by Dean Jackson that goes, a compelling offer is more powerful than a convincing argument. So if, if you are looking at it from that perspective, you know, building trust, uh, wanting to do right by the, the customer, there's no reason to try to put them, put them in a corner and convince them that this is the right uh, play or the, you know, the, the right solution for them if you're able to um, proficiently do those three things. So there's no need for convincing, I don't think. I love it. And, and tell us, what are the three pillars in your three pillar framework method? 
Okay. So I, as I started uh, teaching sales and doing trainings, I realized that there's a lot of different stuff that goes into having a successful uh, sales process. So categorizing things was a way for me to help them understand it a little bit better. And by way, also have them uh, recognize potentially if they needed to get a little bit stronger in certain areas. So for example, the first pillar is really everything that covers, you know, your pre-sale and it's, uh, it's a handful, but, but that's, you understand why I categorize it. So you're looking at your pipeline building, um, which is now also virtual prospecting. I would put into that. Um, you're qualifying. That's a huge one. You know, uh, people that are, you know, the pre-motivated, predisposed, those uh, individuals that you can put into your pipeline, uh, creating content, you know, creating your digital footprint If you're starting to pump out content on, you know, social media so that you are differentiating yourself, uh, your messaging and your copying webinars, gen, you know, uh, demand generation. There's a lot that goes into it. So uh, instead of saying all the, all that, you, you categorize it in one bucket, right? In one pillar. Uh, the second one would be the actual conversation in and of itself, your virtual sales com uh, conversation, your demo, your presentation. And here's really where you want to make sure that you are doing an incredible job of, you know, building value, uh, investigation, and uncovering the needs of your prospects. Um, if you're selling to the right individuals, right? The, the, the decision makers, the people that are going to say yes or no, and the proposal and ultimately uh, winning the business uh, and, and understanding what has to go right in that situation for it to move to the next section, which is obviously winning the business. And the third one, I felt compelled to, to put it together because a lot of sellers, I realized that kind of forget about this piece or move it to a different department or don't think that it's as important. And I think it's super important to highlight it. So if you didn't win the business yet, you obviously need to be you know, following up, exercising your tenacity and your creativity around how to continue to stay top of mind and in front of your prospect. Um, but here's where also the implementation piece of your product, uh, consult consultations uh, of how to use it, the maintenance piece to it. Um, a lot of companies in the technology space have their customer success. But also, if you think about it, this is the area where you have referral selling. You have, you're, you're building and creating raving fans. And if appropriate, and ultimately, if it's, uh, if it's a good fit, partnerships. So understanding all those three different pillars and, and being either, uh, if you're strong on all of them, then you're probably killing it. <laughs> and if you're not, then there's probably areas that you can identify where you can grow and uh, become better. Well, I think we can all grow and become, become <laughs> better. Uh, what about vulnerability? Why is vulnerability so important when it comes to sales? I think one of the biggest and most important things to recognize is that, you know, you're dealing with people. And if you can put at the center of it, humanizing um, the conversation, and uh, that's, that's a really great way to create connection. Uh, when you're sharing stories and you're empathizing, uh, you can't do it without being empathetic and, and being vulnerable to a certain degree and knowing that instead of feeling that vulnerability is a negative um, a negative thing to do that you're doing to your, your potential client, it's actually a way of creating trust. There is a survey that came out in 2019 um, from 
a company called Edelman, and they suggested that 81% of people want to feel that they trust before they buy. So creating trust is a way of creating connection. And by creating connection, you're being vulnerable with uh, your, your potential clients. So it's super important to do that and create that. Well, and it, it absolutely is. And it's so, I think it's hard too. It, it, it's hard to be vulnerable. How do you, how would you suggest that, that salespeople become more comfortable being vulnerable with customers? Sometimes, you know, these are people that you don't know all that well, right? Yeah. Um, one really easy way to do it is be curious, um, aim to see the world through their eyes, like, like be, try to really be empathetic around, um, you know, what are their struggles and their challenges and how can you help them? Maybe you can share a story about a, of a past client, right? Or, or some way, somehow that you supported them, helped them, um, validate their emotions. Maybe sometimes they, they gave an opportunity to someone and they didn't deliver on their promise. So um, meeting them where they're at creates that um, level of safety, that area where they feel comfortable talking to you, that you are genuinely interested in their needs and how to solve them versus just how to make a quick sale. And it's, it's, it's really disconnecting, finding things that are um, uh, in, in common and uh, bringing the human element to it. I mean, it's, we're selling to people at the end of the day and people buy from people they like and people they trust. And if they don't trust you, it's gonna be a really hard sale. Actually, you're probably done if they don't trust you, if you don't create that uh, environment uh, with you know everybody that's a decision maker, and especially with your champion, the person that wants to see you succeed, the person that potentially already has a buy-in before all the other decision makers weigh in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Uh... If you if you aren't able to build trust, or if you certainly if you lose trust, you've almost certainly lost the sale because people yeah. don't want to do business with you, right? They they're not. Yeah. That's, that's one of the key things. They have to trust that you're going to create that business value that that they're looking for. Absolutely, I love uh, one quick thing about that that I I always uh, share. I I mean I don't know if you're familiar with Brené Brown, and she talks a lot about vulnerability. But one thing that's important it doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man. Uh, she says that when you shut down vulnerability, you shut down opportunity, you shut down your problem solving area, you shut down creativity and innovation. So in especially for for instance right now where we're having to really think on our feet and differently, how are you going to problem solve when you're not willing to admit that maybe you. You don't have all the solutions when you're not willing to 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 go there essentially and that's really what it takes mm -hmm. well and if that if the last year and a half has taught us anything it's it's how much we have in common right i mean and, and we can be vulnerable about our, our and expose you know be, be forthright and, and expose what our experiences have been and connect with people over that i think absolutely um, we, we're all we're we've all been in the same struggle here right I know. And it, it's like great. It's like when you know that somebody's gone through what you're going through. So I'm like, oh, man, it's like your shoulders relax. You're like, oh, my God, that person gets me. Mm -hmm. They understand my struggle, what I'm going through. And that essentially is what we're talking about right now is creating that environment of safety of knowing, hey, you've been through that. Guess what? I've also been through that. And it sucks. And let's see how we can how can I support you or, or help you get ahead if I'm able to do that? So it just allows the door to be open a little bit wider, if, if, if that's a good analogy. And, and it just creates uh, this safe space um, 
and, and this desire to connect and to talk about what's happening and then how can we move through together? Mm-hmm. And, and what about connecting to your strengths? As a salesperson, how, how, what can you do to connect to your strengths better? Identify your strengths and then actually connect to them so you can leverage them and integrate them into your sales process. Yeah, so here's a, a way where you can, so, so two things I would say about that. So the, the first one is you wanna identify what are your strengths? And conversely, you also want to be willing to receive feedback on the areas where you can improve upon. But imagine if you, for example, are great at building relationships. I mean, that is huge. That is the key to you know a, lo- a long career in sales, uh, being passionate about you know, serving and in, in being passionate about the, the potentially the, the, the business or the company that you work for. I'll tell you a quick little story. I mentor this gentleman um, at this technology company and he is so excited and so passionate and so genuinely happy over what this company does to their customer and how he gets to, you know, represent this, this incredible company. And it's, and it's so inspiring to see. So he's exercising, he's acknowledging his strengths as being passionate and he's shows, showcasing that by way of talking about the company, talking about what they do for their customers, sharing content online, having people. I mean, it's it's very, uh, you could just tell that it's not just a content calendar that he's putting out there or that he's being paid to talk about the company. You can really feel this person feels like, wow, like this is an incredible place to work at. So exercise that. Also, you know, if you have a strong business acumen, that's going to be super important in your conversation. So utilizing those strengths is a differentiator when it comes to, you know, why am I different in a sea of of uh, salespeople that potentially are selling the same kind of product. Um, so I, I would double down on those things. Well, and I, I'm uh, really glad you brought up mentorship. Why, why would you say mentorship is so important to scale sales success? So let's see, do we have 45 minutes? No, <laughs> an additional 45 minutes, no. It's, uh, that's an amazing uh, topic of conversation. I think that if you, know, if you wanna go further, faster, don't go alone. I know there's like a bunch of quotes on that and I forget them, but it's, I'll tell you my experience, for example, now, not, not too long ago, I had, I was working for uh, a global technology company and we were uh, looking to create different verticals and do, you know, go to market strategies, et cetera. And it all sounds great. And I was just like, how am I going to do this? Um, so I remember putting together a strategy and I shared it with my mentor. So my mentor was ha- uh, able to share with me, you know, uh, or I was able to benefit from his you know, 40 plus career in sales, uh, building companies from eight figures to multiple hundreds to the billions, uh, becoming a C, um, chief revenue officer and being able to learn from his either mistakes, struggles, um, things that he did that maybe didn't work out in having that guide and that supportive individual that not only is gonna tell you what, what things to do best, it's gonna challenge you to think in a different way. It's going to share his wisdom with you or her wisdom with you. And they're going to just help you accelerate 
in the areas that you want to grow in faster. So I think it's so important um, that that you see the value of you know getting there quicker by actually um, having people around you that are supporting who you know they 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 they're championing who you are. Uh, they want to see you grow and succeed. Uh, my mentor, for example, Steve Kelly, an incredible uh, man. He also has mentors. Um, you know, he's a, obviously a seasoned and, and tenured uh, professional, and he also sees the value of feedback and, and of, of other individuals giving him um, wisdom of, you know, how to, how to do different things. And I think that I, I can't talk enough about the important thing to the importance of having someone in your corner looking at what are the things you're doing great? What are the other what are other things that you may not have even anticipated that that you should be aware of and uh, how to how to how to get there quicker and faster? So mentorship is just it, I, I think it's it's um it's a must have. It's not a nice to have in somebody's life. Yeah. Well, and, and how do you go about finding the right mentor as a salesperson? How do you find someone who meets your personality and, and will understand the, you know, your needs and the direction that you're trying to go. How do you match up with a mentor? So um, important, it goes back to what we, we were describing about strengths. You want to really understand, you know, who you are as a person. Your network is a great place to start. Um, potentially the company that you're working for or um, people that you see are where you may want to be one day uh, that you align with their values and their beliefs um, and reaching out. And essentially the first thing that we're doing is we're establishing a relationship and we're building trust, right? So um, I would start there. There's a lot of individuals that want to mentor, that have that heart, that have you know a lot of experience, but I, um, I just invite you to be courageous and to ask. Tell me about the ideal mindset that a salesperson should have. Like, uh, and, and, and if, if you wanted to change that mindset, maybe because you're in a sales slump, how, how could you change your mindset to be a more positive one that's going to yield more success? Well, um, one thing that I believe that salespeople are, are, I mean, they're incredibly, incredibly resilient. They're very special in the way that, you know, we're, we're taking rejections on the daily. Um, so developing your resilience and what one of my other mentors, uh, Cynthia Barnes says, your BBA, your bounce back ability. <laughs> it's really important because um, success doesn't come without failure. And failure is just another way of, you know, it's another experiment. That's all it is. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. So having a mentality that supports you instead of works working against you is very important. Uh, I would also say that positivity is super key. And now there is, guys, check this out, scientific proof that, you know, optimistic salespeople outsell their pessimistic counterparts by, counterparts by over 56%. So I believe that. It's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's super important to understand that it's part of the game. It's part of, you know, you didn't go into sales because it was easy. I mean, that's just right. It, it's, it's, a, it's a hard gig, but it doesn't have to be hard on you. 
if you understand that, you know, sometimes you have good days, sometimes you have bad days. If you're doing all the, the right things, qualifying is huge, right? Making sure that you're, you're, you're keeping your pipeline a full. I mean, there's so many different things that you could be doing to be smart, but you have to be resilient and you, and happiness and positivity is super important. Um, and I would say that, um, you know, find things to be happy about. Uh, one another mentor that I that I used to have, uh, her name is um, oh my God, I like blank for a moment. <laughs> Dallas Travers. She gave me a book, and it's not like a book book. It's it's called the 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 five minute journal, and the ways that you can cultivate your happiness is being grateful, and it has little prompts in there, very simple, like write down three things that you are grateful for, and it could be like you know in the morning. My coffee, I'm really grateful for good coffee. Like it could be simple things like that. It doesn't have to be crazy things. Or one of the things that I would say often, like a lot, and I realized that I love my bed, was that I'm so happy for my bed. I'm so happy. And I think it's, you know, it's just not taking yourself too seriously and having fun. One of the reasons I, you know, got into sales, I mean, uh, was because I get to see and meet people and I, I genuinely enjoy um, helping people and helping them and helping each other, right? They get what they want and I get paid very handsomely. So it's, it's a win-win situation. Um, and I, I think just not taking yourself too seriously, um, finding ways to be happy, finding ways to give to yourself back, for example, things that, so that you're not resentful. Um, what I would say is think about the things that bring you joy, the things that literally make you happy. If you play an instrument, if you like being outside, if you like make time for those things so that you recharge and you feel happy giving of your time in holding space for other people. I think that's super important. Yeah. I mean, I bounce back ability, positivity, I mean, bounce back ability, resilience, right? Like that, mm -hmm. that's not just a, something that salespeople do way, way better if they have it, but in general, successful, happy people, one of the key characteristics they have is they have resilience. Um, but I think it's especially important for success in sales. Um, Absolutely. So could you tell me about how everything we talked about today ties into the art of feminine selling? Yes, I'm going to, um, everybody leaning because I'm going to tell you a little secret. No. Um, so you're probably going to get this because, and everybody else too, but if you're a business owner, you always want to make sure that you're, uh, you, uh, you're, you're connecting your message and your copy to the ideal client that you want to attract. So originally this was actually called Connect to Close. So that was my company's name, you know, connect, you know, you connect with audiences and you close the sale by, you know, helping each other, helping them win. But my audience was not resonating. My audience um, started being women, professional women and B2B or B2C um, and entrepreneurs as well. So I would ask them, you know, how they felt about sales. And surprisingly, um, there's still this huge stigma that you have to be aggressive if you're selling, that you have to be, you know, uh, pushy. And I was like, what? Like, you don't have to be any of those things to be successful in sales. So I started asking the question, how do you want to feel? And I started getting multiple times from different individuals. I want to feel feminine. I want to feel like myself. So I changed the title of the program um, so that they would give me an opportunity to actually share what it is, which is the three pillars, you know, um, framework method. And it has nothing to do if you're a guy or a girl and you, you want to do it. it. It just 
it was a way for me to have them give me an opportunity to talk before shutting me down. Mm -hmm. Well, and tell me about how men can use the art of feminine selling. Cause obviously it's not just for women, but, but no. <laughs> connection can, can benefit men too. Absolutely. So again, it goes back to the three pillars that I discussed. None of what I shared has anything to do with gender. It has a lot to do with, you know, where you're at in your sales process to become successful. If you recognize maybe um, I need to uh, learn how to qualify more effectively, or I need to actually learn how to ask for the clothes in a way that, you know, multiple times, um, or I need to learn how to follow up more effectively, you'll be surprised, but not a lot of people follow up as religiously as they should in order to make the sale. So it's really identifying, you know, being vulnerable with yourself. Where are the areas that I need to grow in to become better? So I think that um, if you're able to pinpoint right now, like what's what's getting in the way of you getting what you want, what you want right now in your sales cycle, in what you're doing. And if it's um, not getting a lot of, you know, clients, well, maybe we need to start prospecting or, or you're getting you're prospecting well, but the people are not closing. Why are we qualifying? So um, you have to really be honest with yourself and, and look at where am I falling short so that I can improve upon. Well, the next section is sales in 60 seconds. So quick questions and quick answers. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Tell me, what uh, what role does awareness play in the sales process? Okay. So awareness, really quickly. Um, awareness is self-leadership. So I think that you uh, as, um, God, I heard this saying, and I think it's really spot on. Life is an awareness game. And you need to be aware, you know, going back, where do I have to uh, be excel or where am I falling short? Uh, you know, keeping it short, right? <laughs> Awareness is self-leadership. So lead yourself into success by identifying where do I need to grow in? What about authenticity? How, how does authenticity play a part in the sales process? Simple answer. I believe you have to have a genuine interest to help. You have to have a genuine, uh, genuine desire to be able to make a difference, make a transformational difference for an organization or an individual in order for, for you, to, you know, to, to be authentic of, of you know, where you're at in that process. Without it, I think that you're just, you're, you're, you have no business there, I think, because you're not, being, you're not being authentic to who you are. You're not being authentic to try to help people. So... I think that um, authenticity just uh, comes with to really having that desire to serve. Yeah, and and I think it's on authenticity too. I think it's so important that you believe in your product, believe in your company. It's so hard to work at a company where you where you don't really believe in the value of the product, or you actually think that the competitor is a better choice. Totally, um, you know, it's really it's. I think it's so important for salespeople to to work at companies where they can be passionate about the actual um, problem that you're solving and the way you solve it or the actual product that you're selling that helps people um, and the way it helps people. It's, it's so important. You're spot on, super spot on. Believe, believe in the product, believe in what you're doing so that that comes through in when you're sharing and talking about it. And, and what about empathy? Where, how, does, how does empathy play a role in the sales process? That came up earlier, but let's dig in there. Yeah, so basically, so you know, ask them questions. Ask them questions about 
how they feel about a certain thing and, you know, empathize with their situation. But I think it's super important that you are, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of sellers talk a lot. And I think in this situation, it's really important for you to listen, listen about what they want, what they desire, what is the struggle um, and really empathize with their situation. But you can't do that if you're not really listening to what they're saying so that you can share with them how you can help them in a real true way. Yeah, listening, listening is truly the key to putting yourself in someone's shoes. You, you can't put yourself in their shoes if you haven't truly heard them, truly understand where they're, where they're coming from, where they're going. Completely. What's your number one sales tip for uh, salespeople who are having, or I guess your number one tip for salespeople who are having trouble connecting with their emotions? So I've gone to so many different styles of training that I've never seen one not touch on emotional intelligence and one that doesn't bring up a, um, a, a way of kind of getting your emotions, you know, aware of what's happening is asking why. Asking yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Why is this important? Several times until you connect to the reasons why you, why you sell. You know, and, and it's never almost about the money. I mean, yes, we like making anybody that is in sales loves making money. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's, it's not necessarily just about the money. It's about what that money can help you do. It's about how you can support your family, um, achieve a certain dream. But you start, you get visceral about why. So asking that question can really help you pinpoint, you know, uh, get close to the emotional piece of why you do this. And asking why several different times. Again, all the trainings I've done always have an exercise around why you're doing what you're doing. And you'd be surprised at things that you actually say after maybe 10 minutes, the real truth starts coming out and you become very passionate about, yes, this is why I chose to you know, work for this company or what's gonna help me do or how is it gonna enable me to do X, Y, or Z. And it's a, it's a great exercise to get really close to your emotions. And what, what would you say the most common mistake is that you see reps <laughs> make in their sales process? They wing it and they're not prepared enough. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. I empathize with them because I did it at one point in my career. But when I really started getting serious about what I was doing, I was never leaving anything to chance. I was prepared about my products, my services, my, my, you know, who is, who is this individual that I'm selling to or several that I'm selling to? Um, my mentor, Cynthia Barnes says, you need to understand your customer with granularity and specificity. And if you're not prepared to answer objections um, to, you're, you're just, it's, you're leaving everything to chance. You're kind of playing sales. You're not really um, there to serve, but it's being unprepared. That's probably the biggest one, uh, you know, just winging it that I could say. Absolutely. Well, as an actionable takeaway, what, what would you say that the field salespeople listening today should do as a first step towards better utilizing the art of feminine selling? Okay, so um, I have two for you. So the first thing that I would do, you know, being a field sales myself, I would have, um, I would get a mentor. That's the first thing I would do. 
And the second thing, I would really get uh, real with myself around uh, the three pillars that we talked to, to, talked about. Which one are you falling short? Which one do you need help around? And I would potentially, you know, maybe ask your manager or ask somebody that you trust to give you feedback around where they think that you should uh, become better if you're open and willing uh, to receive feedback and to be vulnerable. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to try to summarize all the wisdom that you've given us here today. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, first, uh, as a salesperson, Julia recommends that you should focus on being persuasive, compelling, and influencing people. And Julia talks about three pillars that, um, that are re really important to, to being successful in sales. And those are first, sharing content. And you want to attract your prospects and welcome them. Then you want to focus on sales conversations and you want those conversations to build value and investigate the needs of your prospects in order to better win their business. And then three is following up. So you want to exercise your creativity, creativity to, uh, to stay on top of your prospects minds. Um, so those are the three things, sharing content, having great sales conversations and following up well. You want to be vulnerable with your potential clients so that you can build trust in your relationship. And trust is so important. You want to build trust by meeting with your prospects where they are. So that means empathy. So you want to show prospects that you're genuinely curious. You want to ask them. You want to ask things about them and you want to, you want to show them that you understand their challenge and their struggles. It's important to identify your strengths and then ask for feedback on how you can improve from your mentors. And it's important that salespeople work with mentors so that they can get ahead in their careers faster and, and, and be able to develop that understanding of themselves that sometimes is hard to see with our own eyes. You want to reach out to people in your network to find mentors first. That's often a great place. People at your company, people you've worked with. Key things to being a great salesperson, you need to be resilient and you need to be positive. So positivity and resilience. So the art of feminine selling is all about identifying the areas that you can grow to sell better so that, and, and, and that, and really anyone can, can benefit from this selling method. And it's all about connection, connection with your customers. And, uh, and that's kind of the, the root of, of all this. Um, tell me, Julia, where can listeners read more about your work and how can they reach out to you? Yeah, I would love to hear from um, sellers. I'm always on LinkedIn. So feel free to look me up, Julia Andrews. Uh, just my name, <laughs> Julia, though, not Julie, Julia Andrews, and or um, juliaandrews.com. And I'm on all social platforms. So if that's where you hang out, then I can, you know, connect there as well. Yeah, I've just been struggling this whole time not to make a sound of music <laughs> joke. <laughs> I heard the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the sales are alive. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Try that one. <laughs> um, well, this has been a fantastic episode of the Outside Sales Talk. If you work in field sales, you'll love Badger Maps, the number one route planner. It helps you sell 20% more, drive 20% less. You can get a free trial at badgermapping.com. 
if you can if you can think of any other sales reps that would benefit from the concepts and skills that Julie has taught us today, definitely forward this on to them. Take care until next time, everybody. Bye.